Today I'm reading an adult story for mature listeners. If that's not your cup of tea, or if there are youngsters listening, you can skip this one and I'll have a new story for you next time. You're listening to The Voice of Dog. I'm Kaki, your faithful fireside companion, and today's story is These Are the Days of Our Lives by Weasel, who is a queer Latinx poet and author and the dude of Weasel Press. His latest book of poetry, Once More with Noise, was released July 2020 and can be found at the Weasel Press website. Please enjoy. These are the days of our lives by Weasel. It was cold, at least cold enough to make me not want to leave the comfort of my bed. I mean, when you're enveloped under any thick blankets and a warm body next to you, why would you want to leave, right? Jim slept effortlessly as the sun peered through the blinds. The room was a mess, but I pushed the thought of cleaning up the moment he rolled into me, nuzzling my chest. Dogs are weird sometimes, but this fluffball of a terrier was mine. I'm not giving him up for the world. I trailed my hand along the tuft of his head, my thumb slowly massaging his ears. I couldn't tell what time it was, but by how bright the sun was, I figured around eight, eight eight-ish, somewhere around there. I'm probably one of the few Dobermans out there who is fucking terrible with time, but whatevs. My eyes lingered along the off-white of his fur, meshing with my dark and purple body. I always hated how my body went from deep purple to a belly splotch of light. It was like I was some 60s LSD video, only as a person. But I did love how the softness of his fur, the brown spots on his fingers, all blended on top of me when we lay like this. It's a moment that I rarely want to let go of. If you were to ask him all of this, he'd probably tell you that I'm crazy, and that he doesn't know what I see in him but I see everything in him, as cheesy as that sounds. From the nightstand, I pull out a small box and flip it open. The sun shines on the dark silver metal. The ruby glistens in the morning light. I rub my thumb across one of the skulls on the side of the ring and read the inscription. Ultimate. He always had to have the final say on everything. Playfully, he was always right, which is where ultimate came in. Our cute way of finalizing who the fuck was cuter or sexier newsflash. It ain't fucking me. So it made sense for me to get that engraved on this. He took in a deep breath against me as I kissed him on his forehead. I closed the ring box swiftly and put it back in the nightstand. His eyes slowly opened. His arm draped over my belly squeezed me, and I squeezed him back. He sleepily muttered an I love you before he returned to his early morning slumber. I looked around the room debating on whether I should get coffee, start breakfast, shower, all the things you're supposed to do as a responsible adult. But when his leg curled over mine, I pushed all of that aside and closed my eyes. Who the fuck could leave this guy? There was something on my dick. My eyes closed. I could feel the moistness of a mouth sliding along my shaft. Taking in a hefty breath, I opened my eyes and grabbed Jim's head, knowing it was him, and thrust it upward. Playful as the terrier was, he had to know I was going to wake up sooner or later. I held him down at the base of my shaft, his white and brown fur meshing with my torso. If lavender and a vanilla latte were a mix, that would be us. He was the swirl, and I the purple whipped cream. I don't know what that says about my hair. Green is hard to mix in with coffee, but I like to think it's a sugary topping. When he started to gag around my shaft, I pulled him off and brought him in close, sliding my tongue into his mouth. Silo, I heard him say, but cut him off before any more words could escape. My hand smoothed down his body, grabbing his cock. My hand stroked him firmly as I pulled away and started sucking his neck. 
Jim let out a faint whine, his paw grabbing in my back. I didn't know you'd be this horny, he said, between rushed breaths. The words fell off his tongue like notes of an acoustic guitar, smooth when the right hands were playing him. You knew the moment my mouth touched your dick, I teased, pushing him to his back. I lubed my cock with spit and rushed right in. He let out a hot yelp as I grabbed his paws and held him above his head. As my hips thrust, I leaned in and nibbled his ear. I could feel his body melting beneath me as my teeth teased him, playfully scratching at the softness of his ear. Fuck, he exclaimed as I pushed myself deep into his ass. He was tight around me. Most mornings he was tight, and my cock couldn't get enough of it. His limber body lay helpless below as the bed shook under us. We created an earthquake on new grounds, the frame motioning violently like waves from a bad storm. Each time it hit the wall, a new wave slammed the beach. I could see the euphoria in his eyes, lids hanging low as he stared up at me. Moans escaped him. There were even breaks of breath merging with trombone wheels. My eyes trailed along his abdomen, admiring the arch of his body. His back pushed his belly up towards me, cock pulsing, as I pushed myself in deeper. Spires of light escaped through the window as the blinds shook. Each ray was a spike against our bodies. One beam landed directly on his chest as if trying to penetrate, but it was only I who could do that today. In this moment, he was mine, our bodies blended together in this act of eroticism. Before my climax rushed his hole, his cock shot his load onto his belly. Strands of his cum flew up to his chest, making a small trail down to his balls. He was a mess, but he was my mess. I leaned in and licked up the trail, my own climax filling his ass as I licked up the last drop. Grunting furiously, I let go of his hands and collapsed on top of him, my hard yet fading member still inside. Jim wrapped his arms around me, and I him. Morning, goober. He chuckled, his chest bouncing like a basketball being passed to a teammate. I don't think so. I'm the least goober. You're just wrong. I kissed his neck again, nuzzling his chin in the same motion. I'll take it this time, dork. We lay there in the moment. We could almost sleep again, but we both knew we had to get up. Hmm, I need coffee. His voice was still in that dreamy state, as if exhaustion and sleepiness were coexistent in this world of bliss. I suppose it's time for us to get up. My words were groggy, drained yet filled with love, because who could not love this guy? Hey babe, he started, and I looked up at him, a small spider web hanging above us in the window frame. Immediately, I flailed, pulling my cock out of his ass and hopping off the bed. In a fit of laughter, he slowly rose to meet me. Even when he laughs, he's fucking cute. Why the fuck are you the way that you are? I say between frightened breaths. He knelt down and pushed my cock in his mouth, then pulled off and looked up at me. In a hot second, he screeched, mimicking a fucking meme. God damn it, I say, walking away to start the coffee. He follows me, laughing maniacally, his voice bouncing between the walls of our hallway. As the coffee brewed, I turned around and leaned back against the sink. The light hit his body just right, encapsulating all of him as he stretched, his cock still semi-hard. You okay? he asked, looking at me as if I'm some weirdo on a plane, and I shook my head. Yeah, I'm just admiring. Oh my god, what is your problem? he said, walking into the living room. He landed on the couch in one full flop. It was always interesting to watch as he landed, as if his body were a cloud plummeting to softer pastures. I can't help it that you're the sexiest guy I know, babe. Just have to get over it. He glared at me and rolled his eyes. Grabbing his phone, he opened up Twitter, the light illuminating his face. Hey, babe, don't forget we have plans tonight. Confusion took him for a moment. No, we don't. What in gay hell do you mean? 
I smirked and moved closer. I rested my balls on his face. I made plans. Just be home tonight, love. I got something for you. What is it? He asked, grabbing my cock. I can't tell you. You'll just have to see tonight, nosy. Fine, he says, defeated. And before I could lean in and kiss his forehead, I see the coffee pot overflowing. Black sludge spills over the floor. Fuck! The word jumped for me as I ran to clean it up. I shut off the coffee maker and started wiping the floor. (laughs) Coffee's ready. He always knows how to dress. It was grey outside, but the brown in his ears almost glowed beneath the snow that was dancing around us. Skinny jeans wrapped his legs, curving perfectly around his ass. His tank hugged his belly underneath his jacket. He wore his purple scarf tight around his neck. I always loved when he wore that one, but what can I say, I'm a tad biased. If he wore green or purple, I'd melt at the sight of it. I pulled him close to me and whispered in his ear, What kind of underwear are you wearing? He leaned in and kissed my neck and whispered back, Who says I'm wearing any? And what are we doing at this graveyard? You don't remember this place, I say coyly, pushing us beyond the gates. No, I remember. You're normally not this adventurous, though. The boy slapped back. I lowered my hand into his jeans, grabbing his ass. I figured returning to the scene of the crime wouldn't be a bad idea. I led us far into the cemetery. The trees loomed over us, covering any view of the sky we had. At first glance, this place looked haunted, but it does hold a lot of dead people, so I guess that's appropriate. We rounded on a bend on the trail. There wasn't anyone around, at least no cars in the area. We were perfectly alone, even though I could feel eyes watching us like the first time we were here. I walked us off the trail, a tree in the corner of this exclusive haunted forest. Remember when you blew me here? Oh, was it this spot? He responded, unsure. His eyes darted around, looking at the others surrounding us. I guess this would be it. Most look the same, he said with a chuckle. Well, I'm ready for another round, I said playfully, taking off my jacket and shirt. He smiled. You won't be too cold? I think I can keep us both warm. I pushed him against the tree and kissed him hard. My hands pulled his scarf off his neck and draped it above the limb. Next, I pulled his hands above his head and tied him there. He shivered when the chill air lashed his ass when I stripped his pants off his body. Gonna fuck me hard, Daddy? He asked teasingly. I rolled my eyes and nibbled his ear. Ah, fucking course. I took out my cell phone and snapped a quick picture of us, my cock going hard into his ass. His moans echoed in the air as I grabbed his hips. I grabbed out the tuft of hair on his head and yanked it back, his moans getting louder. The area around us seemed almost illuminated now. Pants tied around my knees, I thrust forcefully against him, and the moment I blinked they were all around us. Spirits, ghosts, I don't even care what you call them. They were around us, watching. Yet we didn't care. I moved in and kissed his neck, grabbing his cock quickly. I stroked him hard as I fucked him, grunted, I love you, in his ear, and he moaned the words in return. The world around me seemed to spin. Spirits and grass spiraled as my climax neared its peak. His beige fur flew with the small wind blowing through. I was the purple lightning between us and the dead, striking the same area several times before shooting my load. My lavender body drained itself of all erotic energy, yet my hand still worked his thick shaft. Don't pull out, he practically shouted. Though I was spent, I continued to fuck him, my cock pushing against his prostate. Fuck yes, he exclaimed, his cock shooting his cum against the tree. Even after he came, I stayed inside him for a few moments more, before the cold got too freezing for our bodies. And, like that, our audience had gone. I don't know where they went or if they were even there, but it didn't matter. Ghosts only appear when they want to.
That's always been my experience in the past. It's gone. Staying frozen in time, yet when it wants to make itself known, it'll appear. It always does. I guess they felt the need to come alive. Or maybe we resurrected them. The glow remained, this odd sense of energy surrounding us. I snapped another pick or two of his used ass, cum dripping out tastefully. And it was tasty, I would know. I let his arms down from the tree, and we started walking away. Wait, I said, and I nudged him towards the tree again. There's something inside it. Go take a look. I moved my head toward it. The ring nestled firmly in my jacket pocket. My green hair almost blended well with the dying leaves surrounding us, as if only part of me would be invisible with this halfway complete camouflage. Looking around, it felt as if the trees were slowly glowing around us, the brown leaves and green frozen grass emanating an energy unseen by many here. For a moment, I thought I saw shadows, grayed bodies standing around, but when I blinked they were gone. Jim put his hand in the hole and grabbed a slim piece of notebook paper. His feet slowly walked up to me as he read it aloud. I know it's only been a year, and we've only joined together for a few months. I ain't the easiest person to live with. But Eros, who could not see the world inside your eyes, what embers glow beneath your fur while you sleep or when you kiss me, you've spoiled me, lover, lured me home, a place I never knew. We are a cocktail of eroticism, our liquor blended with love. So I have to ask, would you do me the honor of marrying me? As he read that last line, I knelt on the ground, ring in hand, waiting for his answer. This was These Are the Days of Our Lives by Weasel, read for you by Kaki, your faithful fireside companion. You can find more stories on the web at thevoice.dog or find the show wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Dog.